let's dig into this 20th anniversary celebration you put together. Hell of a show, man. Hell yeah. Hometown show, uh, hometown area at least. House of Blues Anaheim, Saturday, December 16th. Old Friends, Unearth, Impending Doom, plus Lionheart, Salt Wound. And I'm really glad you included Of Sulfur, man. Ricky Hoover, love what that band is doing. And so glad that you included, you know, some old school bands as well as some new school bands too. Yeah, for sure, man. I just... um. The whole idea behind this was kind of celebrating the era of what a lot of people think is taboo by saying metalcore. And I'll say, are you freaking serious? All you deathcore bands got into deathcore because it was segued off of metalcore. Every, you know, now it's black core and this and that, whatever, man. It's all good, dude. It's all good. It's someone just trying to step over each other's back to get to another subgenre. Right. But it's like what I'm saying. It's just we've always tried to celebrate the levels of like what we've done and where we've come from and the friends we've met and the evolution of music through that whole time that we've been doing it. It's been incredible. And so we really wanted to be like, okay, let's let's grab someone like Unearth, right? Someone that's like homies from the beginning, been with us since day one. We've probably done some of the most touring as our whole career with that band. And they've been, you know, equally as as influential for the metalcore <laughs> uh, community and genre that we have, you know, and then even impending doom is kind of like that. They're like the next like step from us, and especially being local in the area, but also having bands like Lineheart, which bring a totally different flavor of aggression, but also bring like this kind of like street hardcore vibe, which is the derivative of where our music kind of came from. Right. And then you have Absulfur, who I think is just sort of like, uh, you know, people have been, it's kind of like the black metal influence is like very strong now and yeah. they do it so well and that's the shit. And we've known those, some of those guys for a long time. And, and Salt Wound is a, a up and coming band that I personally manage. And um, I think they're freaking awesome. Um, yeah, dude. So I think they're perfect to open that show. Uh, and it's like one of those things where like, I wanted the show to be like four bands, <laughs> but then it was just like, dude, let's just, have more of our friends on there and like just really give the people that are going to the show like so much good music you know love it man yeah a lot of a lot of people have been commenting to me that i've been talking about the show about impending doom too been a while since oh, they've yeah. been around and they got a new song out too yeah they do man and manny the guitar player for impending doom is uh was our touring guitar player for like a decade so oh. We've had like ties with them and it was, it's really cool to have them play the show with us. Cause even though Manny has been, uh, uh, was a touring member for a little bit outside of like one tour that we did with them, we did, haven't really played that many shows with them. So it's really cool to have them like as part of it. And with this being the, the 20th anniversary celebration of this is love, this is murderous. Does that mean you're going to be playing it in its entirety or just kind of highlighting some tracks? You know what, man, I'll be honest. Like, some of that record sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just, listen, some of it, you know, kind of going back and like hearing, that was the plan. The plan is like, when we're going to do these songs. And then I started like collecting through like posts, like what do people want to hear? Because I was listening to some songs where I'm like, man, it's so cool, but like, I don't want to play it. <laughs> and it's like, or this song is cool, but like those parts, like, mm, I don't know. And then there's some songs on the record. I'm like, I don't even remember this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you have those parts. So through, through like people through us asking basically what songs uh, we did like a vote thing. And it was crazy. Cause we had like 
we're like, we're going to go out on this like 20 year anniversary of this is all this murderous. And although we want to, we would love to play the whole record. We're being honest. We've always been honest. We just want to play the fucking bangers. So like, <laughs> just tell us what you guys want. Right. We don't want to waste our time. I, I don't like wasted energy. I don't like any of that. Um, so through collecting like votes, like we came up with, I believe it's uh, eight songs on the record. Okay. And we've been rolling through that and through these 20 year shows, uh, 20 year anniversary shows. And we haven't gotten any complaints. Everyone just says we're playing the right ones and that's the ones they wanted to hear. And cool. So we're cool with it. Yeah. And, and part of that celebration too, going back and re-recording a few of the select tunes on, on, yeah. off of that album. I've been playing Love Lost a bunch on, on the radio. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Kind of curious. What was the, uh, the, the thought behind it? Was it just a matter of like, you didn't like the way it sounded 20 years ago, wanted to show off the band this day and age, more technology. Was it all of that? Kind of give me the thought process. Well, when we did that record, I feel like for the time, the music, like the recording was great. The process was great, but I felt rushed in it. Mm. And when you played a song for, I think, 20 years, you kind of like start playing it live way better than it was on the record. <laughs> and we started to explore like harmonies and changing just little parts here and there. And we just started playing it better. So a few years ago, I started being like, okay, like, wouldn't it be really cool to hear some of these songs like re-recorded with like a more modern mix and master to it? Something that holds up because I was listening to Sirius XM liquid metal and it went from like a spirit box song, which was like this great production and super loud. And then it went to revenge. I seek off that record. And I had to like turn up the volume because I'm like, dude, it's just like, and it just immediately makes it seem not as heavy. You right. know what I mean? So right. I'm like, why not just do it? And it kind of, we can market around the 20 year thing and that'd be awesome. Like, let's do it. Just, and you know, some people have, like taken like this offense to it. We actually love that. Just, that just means they love the original product. Right. Um, but we just wanted to make it better. And honestly, we've gotten nothing but super positive feedback about it. So I always tell people like, even if we do something that might change what you think is like a classic song, just know that like we like the classics too. And we're also not trying to be something that we're not. And so, you know, that these songs are just going to be as genuine as before. Well, I love it. Love what I've heard so far and, and, and can't wait to, to rock on wings of lead. And, you know, I was always kind of curious about that tune. The first time I heard it got 20 years ago, uh, that tune in particular always kind of had a little bit, especially the the first verse, a little bit of a yeah. Pantera kind of tens vibe Total. to it a little bit, you know, yeah. where that, that influence then, came from. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> subconsciously in all of us, Pantera lives subconsciously in every band that plays any sort of metal right now. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, I tell you all the time, I tell people all the time, there's certain bands that just live in the subconscious and it's like, that's one of them that does. Um, but yeah, All Wings of Lead is actually dropping the same the re-recording is dropping tomorrow beautiful sharp tone records so everybody will be on the lookout for that beautiful be rocking that as well and you know we're yep. talking about all this old school dude i did want to talk since we're an inland empire radio station did want to go back to those early days and and, and talk about the pride of, of redlands your drummer Derek. yeah and i was trying to think back to when he joined the band i'm guessing you guys probably met up at like showcase theater back in the day but talk to me about him coming into the band it's kind of interesting so I mean, we've known Derek because he was in a band called Casting Stone. 
And I knew him from like back, back in the day when he played um, drums for, oh my God, he's going to kill me because I can't remember the name <laughs> of this first band, Altered Mission. So he played in a Christian hardcore band back in like, dude, like 91, 92, 93, like literally. Dude, oh, wow. so old school. It's crazy. He was playing drums in hardcore bands when he was like 11 years old. Wow. And um, so we've known him for like a while and he was really good friends with our guitar players at the time scott and casting stone was pretty cool we i always loved the way derek played drums he was always like a really hard drummer and had some really good creativity with his fills and stuff but i always thought that he could do like metal as well and um we were actually when i was in my other band bleeding through or i'm sorry when i was in my other band 18 visions we were in salt lake city and we broke down and i remember that bleeding through put out um our first record with our old drummer, Troy. And I remember being on tour with 18 visions and getting a call from Scott, our guitar player. And he said, Hey, Troy just quit the band. And I'm like, Oh no, because Troy was really, really good. Like he was really good. <laughs> and I'm like, why did he quit the band? He's like, well, I heard that God told him to quit the band. Oh, he wow. said that God told him to quit the band. And I'm like, I've never talked to Troy about this, so I don't know if it's 100% true, <laughs> but for story's sake, I say we just leave it where it's at. Sure. So, so I asked Scott, like, what do you want to do? Because Bleeding Throughs, the record just came out, the very first one. We started getting really good local buzz. I'm like, I think we got something, man. I'm like, we got to keep it going. And he's like, well, what about Derek? And I'm like, okay, we'll give it a shot. Um, we practiced a couple of times. It was all right. We played a, our first show. We actually played at Redlands with him at a church, ah. Oasis Church. Huh. I think it was Oasis Church. I could have it wrong. And I didn't think he did, did that well. So, but then he was walking into some like pretty like big shoes. But I will say this, and I've said that before in interviews, there wasn't a dude that prepared himself more after that show than Derek. Because the next time we like practice, it was like he had his shit together and it was like, I think that his drums have really like carved the way of our sound yeah. and kept those like real deep rooted, like hardcore roots to it because his drumming is so raw. It's not like this tippy tappy. It's not like that. It's fucking real like playing. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's cool. Yeah, dude, the show, uh, was it back in July? You guys played at garden amp for the indecision. Oh yeah, that show in particular. I really I played drums a little bit as a kid, but I really paid attention to his drumming, which was phenomenal. His push yeah. and pull and the way he he guides the band is just incredible. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of shine the light on him, but not only yeah, for his dude, playing, that's awesome. But for I'll our, talk about other people in the band other than me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly then I got to hit you up with, of course, the newest guy in the band and and our mutual friend. And yeah. John Arnold. And, you know, it's funny with him, too. I always love the way he, he kind of like strums the guitar, like the way he plays always. Yeah. I, I thought looked super cool. But how did you connect with him? Was he a client at the gym, right? Yeah, he was a client at the gym. And um, I knew about Cerebellion and kind of just like it was one of those things that like happened organically. Like we just kind of became like more friends. You know what I mean? And. I know bleeding through me to solo and he kind of rips. So I'm like, Hey, put this solo on rage. And then after that, I'm just like, you know what? Like, I really just want to find solid guitar players. We always kind of had feelings because we're trying to please original members and they could only do like a couple things here and there. And it mainly was on the guitar side of everything. Right. So finally the band was just like, dude, like, let's just find two solid people. 
And then, yeah, I was like, dude, like, why don't you just do it? And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, man. He's the nicest dude ever. Anybody that ever meets John Arnold, well, first thing they say about him, he's the nicest dude you'll ever meet. Like yep. literally. And he freaking rips, man. Yeah. And he's so solid and so professional and reliable. And I think that when you get a band like us, that's in our forties, you got to have people that are reliable because you're working on like borrowed time between <laughs> work and everything. So you need people that can be there and do the job. And then, yeah, so that's how we got him. And it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been a couple. He's like, dude, he's like, it's funny. Cause he's like, you know, mid forties. And it's like, now he gets to like fly to shows in right. other countries and play shows like this. And it's cool. I feel really, it's awesome for him. I'm stoked. Yeah. Like you get to see, you get to be a kid again, watching it through his eyes, watching him yeah, to do dude, it all for the first time. I love it. It's like the main thing about doing this band again is I want our families to, and our real close friends to be involved. Like if they ever want to go to shows with us, cool, man, we'll, we'll make it happen. Be, be part of our road crew. Like just come and experience it. Like, what we've gotten to do for our whole career is like, it's insane. You know, <laughs> the world to me seems so small because we've been everywhere. Right. <laughs> it's like, I casually say like, yeah, dude, I really just want to go to Japan like this weekend. And people are like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like to most people that seems like you 15 years of planning. Right. And, you know what I mean? It's like, right. but it's so small. The world is so small. Right. So I don't know. I love being able to, to just even just have friends out and have them with us at every show. You know, it's kind of, it's cool. I love having people around that care about us and that we care about them. Well, dude, speaking of shows and, and in the future and, and going to different places, cool to see that you got announced on the headbangers boat, the Lamb of God cruise yeah. for next year already. Have you done a cruise yet? Have you done one of those yet? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> That's one of those things where you're like, if you would have told me like, I'm going to fucking play a cruise with, <laughs> Lamb of God, like, are you kidding? And at the gates is on it. I mean, dude. come on, dude. At the gates is like the reason why bleeding through is a band. Like straight <laughs> up, straight up at the gates. Like there it is. Yeah, it, I mean, it, that's man. I just we're so appreciative of these opportunities that we still have, right? And we always just the way that we can repay people is by putting a better product on stage and being a better band and writing better songs and. That's what we're going to freaking do. <laughs> well, I love it, man. And, you know, speaking of uh, better songs and new songs, we had the new one new tune earlier this year, Wartime. Are we looking yep. towards a, a new album, uh, this kind of a celebratory year and maybe next year a new album? Totally. This record was all about kind of writing, or this year was all about kind of getting that Ray GP out, um, doing Wartime, and then kind of celebrating that this is love, this is murderous stuff towards the end. And we've already started working on new material and dude, I'm just going to, it's just, we have such a good system and we're all so locked in. And I think because we've been playing so well together and we're all like, you know, it's just, this is going to be the one. And so well, this that- is going to be the one that's going to get us on the radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, um, when I say it's the one, what I mean is this is going to be the one that I feel you listen to and you could really feel all the eras of bleeding through mixing together the best. Ah. You know what I mean? Is it going to include wartime in those rage tunes or are those kind of, those are all set. Those are all set alone right there. Yeah. Okay. So all brand new material next year, all brand new material. Yeah. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Sick. 
And one other thing I want to touch about, you're talking about the sound and At The Gates being such a, a vital band for or vital influence on the band. One yeah. of the things that always separated you guys for me was kind of uh, certainly the keys and what Marta brings in that kind of industrial gothic kind of sound. Where does that come from for you? Or is it all Marta bringing that in? You know, I it's it's strange because one of my favorite bands is I, I love black metal. Like, mm-hmm. no black metal is my favorite genre of music. When they started dabbling with like a lot of keys and synths and stuff, like Emperor and like Demi Borgir and stuff like that, um, even like uh, that band Samael, I was really into, and they had like really like creepy like fucking keys. And I always thought like, okay, well maybe, but then I heard Soil Work, and the early Soil Work had like not so overpowering keys, just kind of like with the band, right? And I was like, dude, this is what I want to do. This is the kind of capacity I wanted in. And then we just we got our friend actually at the time Molly to play and she was on the first couple records and did the first couple tours. And then Marta stepped in and kind of just like elevated it from there. Yeah. Cause I think I've always felt like it was kind of an afterthought with a lot of other bands where you guys were one of the bands to really incorporate it in the sound. Definitely. And I felt like weaving it in and not just keeping it to certain parts. Yeah. Was like something that I wanted to always do. Well, I can't wait to hear the new album. Dude, last Thanks. thing I got to hit you with, man. I appreciate all the time, but we're old school radio station. We do mandatory metallic every night at 10 yeah. p.m. And uh, this has been my debate this year on, on Metallica. I know you're old school Metallica. You don't fan. want to talk to me about Metallica. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh-oh, maybe okay, I don't. No, so here's the debate. Here's the debate for the year. Debating the greatest Metallica album. Ride the Lightning. Okay versus master of puppets my my buddy is saying oh it's got to be ride the lightning where i'm like without a doubt master of puppets that's the one that you press play and never turn it off how about for you out of those two dude the song trapped under ice is so good right <laughs> but does one uh, song make an album by fire with fire is just dude i don't know i'll have to go master of puppets though See, but you named you named two Ride the Lightning songs, and then I know, but Master. like, even though those songs are so good, Master of Puppets is like, all, it's all good, and they're those and the songs that are good on Master of Puppets are like legendary. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas like Ride the Lightning was still kind of like that, like under they're still like under the radar there, and it but it slays, doesn't it? <laughs> That's like a straight up thrash record. Whereas like. Master Puppets had more ebbs and flows, I thought. Yeah. But I'll still go Master Puppets. That's like that's like <laughs> arguing apples and apples, dude. Well, that's, that's the point of it. It's not supposed to be easy. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I'll probably stick with, with Master Puppets. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's the complete sound, like to have the Orions and the Welcome Home and then still yeah. be brutally heavy with Battery and Master and Damage Inc. and everything. I felt like it was the complete spectrum. Battery is just like such a crazy song. <laughs> like it's it's just crazy. Um, what's the better cover though? Both sick covers. Yeah, maybe I, I, I might take Ride the Lightning as the, my favorite cover though. Yeah, the blues and stuff. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, covers alone. Yeah, right. But uh, I, I think as far as just Not throwing on an album, a complete album, it, it's got to be master. It's master of albums. What yeah. me- what Metallica song can we rock for you on Mandatory Metallica? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I mean, honestly, now I'm thinking of Trapped Under Ice. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. Beautiful, man. Cool. Brandon, thank you so much for the time. Always a blast yep. chatting with you. Can't wait to see you out there on the 16th. And uh, yes. 
I'll December sixteenth, sure. House of Blues. Go see our fucking shit. <laughs> I'll be sure to share all this with you on the socials and and when it's going to air and everything too. And cool. and I'll see you out there on the sixteenth. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks. Bye bye. See you, dude. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.